The Bible Study Podcast, episode 420. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with chapter 7. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with chapter 7, which is still part of the Sermon on the Mount. You may remember that last week we talked about worry, the week before, treasures in heaven and fasting, and today we talk about judging others. Do not judge, or you will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Jesus is pretty clear in here in the sense that judging is not our responsibility. And the Bible says that elsewhere, judging is the purview of God. God is allowed to judge. For one thing, God is perfect, and so you can measure up to him. We're not And that's really what Jesus is saying is, be aware that you are sinful. Be aware that you have places where you fall down. Be aware that you deserve judgment as much as or more than the person who you are judging. We don't know the situations of people's lives. We can't see inside them, all of those sort of things that God can do. And so he basically says, it's just not your job. And so he says, If we're going to be talking about judging, then that's how God is going to treat you. If you're going to treat others that way, then that's the way that God is going to treat you. And with the same measure. And I get the picture of making a recipe here and, you know, whichever measuring cup we use, the large one or the small one, that's what's going to be used for us. And then Jesus tells this story. And I think sometimes we get so used to some of these stories that we don't think about how this sounded when Jesus is talking about a speck of sawdust versus a plank. This is comedy. This is hilarious. If you picture this, just picture this person coming towards you with a plank sticking out of their eye, trying to help you get this little speck of sawdust out of your eye. You would run away in terror. This is just hilarious. And yet he's saying, that's what it looks like to God when we act the way we do, when we act so self-righteous when we are not when we act all holier than thou, and he knows that we are not. It looks that hilarious. It looks that ridiculous. And so he uses this ridiculous story to illustrate the point. It goes on, Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. This is one of those odd little things that's sitting here in the Sermon on the Mount and doesn't seem to be related to judging others and doesn't seem to be related to the next section here. What is it talking about? Do not throw your pearls to the pigs. And I'm not sure, but let's see if we can figure it out. There's a couple things that we should use in terms of context. One is, I think of pearl in the Bible as the pearl of great price, the pearl merchant who discovers a pearl of great price and sells everything he has and goes and buys this pearl. It's part of the same story of the man who discovers treasures in a field and gathers all he have, buys the field. And part of the story in both of those is that he discovers what other people don't know. 
And so out of context, his actions actually look silly to sell everything you have and buy this one pearl. And yet he is making a wise decision because that pearl has great price. That field has a treasure. And so that sometimes what we are doing in terms of the kingdom of God and following after the kingdom of God can look foolish to the world and yet is great wisdom. So that's one thing. Let's put a pin in what pearls might mean there. And then look at dogs and pigs. Now, pigs, we know that we're talking to a Jewish audience, and so pigs are unclean animals, and therefore you don't even have them around. But dogs, we look at this with a different eye. Remember that we're talking about an era where food is not that prevalent, where there's hunger sometimes, and so you don't have as many dogs that are pets, where you go down to PetSmart and you're buying dog food. And so the word that is used here, I am told, is actually a term for dogs who are not tame, who have no master, who are running in packs. And so we're talking about a time when to call someone a dog is one of the worst insults. So dogs and pigs are both not held in high regard. So somehow this pearl that we have is not supposed to be thrown Two dogs and pigs. We're now we're not supposed to be judging others because I just got past that verse. And so when people interpret this as there are some people who aren't worth the gospel of Christ, I'm afraid that we're awfully close to that judging others verse for me to reach that conclusion. It seems really hard that Jesus would finish telling us not to judge and then tell us immediately thereafter to judge. And I have to say that none of the explanations I found when I went to see what other teachers have said about these verses did I find particularly satisfying. But the one thing that we can see in here is that some discretion is needed, that what we hold dear may not be dear to everyone. What we hold valuable may not be valuable to everyone. And perhaps it's saying there are times we need to walk away rather than judge, just understand that If I'm bringing a truth, which is a pearl, it won't always be appreciated. And I'm not called to sit in judgment, but perhaps there are times that I'm called to use some discretion. That's as close as I can get with these particular verses. Let me know what you think about that. Put any ideas you have in the comments on this episode. And we're going to end with this. Ask, seek, knock. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything... Do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. So he's certainly going back to what is valuable, but he's also saying that if our treasure is in heaven, if we value what God values, then we have only to ask. Ask will be given, knock and it will be opened, seek and he says it three times, basically, that God desires. Now, the pearl I believe, is not just the word of God, but the pearl is that relationship that that word opens, that relationship with God, that God desires for us to be in relationship with him, desires for us to be right with him through his son, Jesus. And so he says, you have just to ask. And then he gets into comedy again. Jesus is using yet another example here of exaggeration to make a point. It says, if your son asks for bread, will you give him a stone? Well, no, that's ridiculous. 
He said, but we treat God sometimes as if he doesn't want to answer our prayers. We treat God sometimes as if he's like that father who, when his son is asking for fish, is giving him a snake. God desires to be with us. God desires to lavish love on his children. God desires to give good gifts to those who ask him. So in everything, it's interesting. So all of these things he's saying, you're asking, you're seeking, you're getting. And then he says, so in everything, as if it is related, because God is like this, because God likes to give good gifts, because when you ask, God will answer, because when you seek, you will find, because when you knock, the door will be open. Then because of all that, do to others what you would have them do to you. Don't wait until others treat you well, but treat them well ahead of time. Pay it forward was the way we would say it now. But basically, because God has done this for you, you are enabled to be graceful to others. You are enabled to treat others the way that you would want to be treated. It all comes back to what God has done. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. If you have any comments or thoughts on pearls before swine, please put that in the comments at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.